Welcome to episode six of Log It. This is another movie podcast. In case you didn't have enough yet to listen to, we I've heard people are happy to have another podcast to listen mm-hmm. to. So very exciting. Absolutely. I got a phone call yesterday, and they're like, "When's the next one coming out, man? When is the next yes. one?" I'm like, "Hey, guy, there's a cat. Like, it's a Tuesday. You know that." <laughs> We need Just to make check more your... promos with mm-hmm. Tuesday on it. Yeah. Also, stop calling Ian, me. welcome. Hey, <laughs> great to be here. Great to be here. Very, very exciting. We have another guest this week. Would you like to introduce him? Of course. Andy. We got Andy Zambrano in the house. Dear, dear friend, Andy. Hello. Andy, how are you? That's me. I'm amazing. I'm. That's great. I'm, I'm ready to talk about movies. Well, we're not yes. doing that today, so jokes on huh? you. I know. We're pivoting to I sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about the Mariners? Hope you have and your now, baseball cap on. And <laughs> yeah. now introducing our new idea. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast about sandwiches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, honestly, you'd be a great guest for. Yeah. <laughs> I do love sandwiches, too. Yeah. I'll talk sandwiches. That's up your alley, too. We'll talk sandwiches later. All right. Yeah. So, Caleb, well, can you tell us about Andy? I just met Andy. Oh, cool. yeah. yeah, Andy, Andy. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, God. I mean, just Andy, movie fan in general. Movie fan yeah. in general. You know, the thing mm-hmm. is, so Andy and I used to live together up in Seattle. Andy, we didn't see that many movies together, sadly. Now that I'm thinking about it. We didn't even talk about movies. I, I almost want to say we didn't even know that we enjoyed movies. <laughs> I think the only mem- uh, movie memory I have with you is uh, we were in our kitchen. I was watching <laughs> Chef, the John Favreau movie, oh, and I think I, I th- yes, that's my exactly <laughs> oh. where I was heading. That's exactly where I was and heading. I've heard you're you are a food guy. You cook, right, yes. Andy? Yeah, Andy is a chef. Yes, yes. You're telling me you didn't watch that grilled cheese scene and think. Masterpiece, John Favre. Mm, he's di- he's no. done it again. Very upsetting. No, wow. <laughs> hmm. Like you don't yeah, you don't John relate Luigi to that movie Amo in any did, way. Did all the work. That's true. Was John Leguizamo cooking. He, no, well, all of the scenes was like we need a we need a we need a food truck, and then John was like, "Got it. I'm on it, Chef." Mm, the, yes, the, Chef. The cart shows up, and like we need mm. to come up with a Cubano recipe. I'm on it, Chef. He did all the work. John didn't sound- do anything. Mm, that sounds about but right, that's actually. I, that's why I didn't like it. Okay, that's fair. Was the cooking representation accurate? Because what's mm. funny is I actually worked in a food truck in San Francisco. Yeah, oh, that's time. right. <laughs> no, it was very like cut and paste. Like, this is what we think is would happen it was the movie version of yes exactly and here i thought it was all real (laughs) that's how it really happens quickly i also want to mention the Mm. only i don't remember you talk i don't remember the story that you're saying yeah but what i do remember is you're Uh like dude you're like hey do you want to come over alex's house and watch john wick the first oh yeah that's another movie and then i was like yeah i was like John Wick, yeah. and you're like, and you're like, like yes, no, dude, you're like, you're gonna love it. I'm like, I don't know, man. John Wick, I've seen the tra- the trailers. It looks right. lame. 
And <laughs> and then you're like, no, 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 let's just go. And we watched it on uh, the projector. So it was That's like right. massive. And That's right. perfect movie to watch in a projector, honestly. Oh, it was amazing. Um, and because you're just like, oh, my God, like looking all <laughs> over the wall. And at the end, I was like shocked at how much fun I had. Well, I fell in love. I fell in love with the with that series, L- like everyone else. But it's I have you to thank because I would have never watched. It wow. And you know what's you know what's funny about that? I haven't seen a single other one besides John Wick one. And that was I no. know. I know I'm a fool. I'm a fool. You but also need to get on that. last I know I will. It's on my watch list, don't worry. No, but last movie memory, you, Alex and I, same, same situation, projector movie, ex machina. I think we saw that mm. together as Ooh. well. Do you remember that if we did? The, the uh, A24 movie? Po- possibly. I don't remember. You know, here I, here I thought we had we had nothing to talk about in our in our in our past movie experiences. Little did I know. I forgot no, about the John Wick one. Some. That was amazing. Yeah, that was a, that was a staple for me right there. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. That was a good gem. Yeah. Mm. So, real quick, I want to know. So this podcast is framed by letterbox sure is can you tell me about our letterbox is it duh it is letterbox yeah letterbox um, with a d, d. d. Mm-hmm. yeah only super fans know uh-huh. <laughs> well <laughs> and we have the podcast so <laughs> give me give me your your introduction kind of your first reaction and kind of where you're at now with the app and kind of the, the sensation that is logging movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a friend of mine had it. And he okay. would all like, I remember we used to watch, we, we still do. We watch movies together pretty often. He's like my movie friend. His name's Kevin. Kevin wants to come on. I've heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the longest time, we would watch movies together. And immediately he would take his phone out and log it. And... <laughs> <laughs> and write his whatever and like and like i glance over and i'm like oh my god my buddy again <laughs> like can't you hey buddy the screen's up there yeah. mm. <laughs> but like i was very much like i'm still very much the person that like when the movie's over like i still want to soak it in like don't mm-hmm. talk to me for like a good 20 minutes because i'm still thinking about it i'm still trying to process the ending right you know mm-hmm. but but Eventually, I was like, "What are you doing? What is that?" And then he's like, "Oh, it's this. <laughs> oh, this whole <laughs> thing." Yeah. And then he shows me, and then after, yeah, of course, like gradually, I'm like, "Okay, I'll get." It. And then I got mm-hmm. it, and then, and then the new year comes. My friend Kevin was like, "I'm trying to watch 365 movies." That's right. Yeah. Oh uh, yes. One a movie a day. Wow. And yes. then I was like, whoa, I was like, <laughs> I don't think I'm at that level yet. So what I, I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm going to give myself the goal of 100 movies by the end of the okay. year. Okay, nice. But I have to review every single one of them because that's mm. actually harder to review it's very, a movie. very hard. And like being truthful and honest, it's it's actually hard. Yeah, but it's probably one of the most intimidating things in my life right it, now is is going is, into a movie yes. knowing I have to have a critic <laughs> have having a critical thought about something mm-hmm. and analyzing yes. themes yeah. and messages. It's not my strong yeah. suit. Caleb, I would say that's 
you're very good at that. But so now, now I'm at the point where Thank you me. do this too, Andy. Sometimes is mm-hmm. I'll <laughs> just write a joke, reviews. one word or like a joke <laughs> or something, and I'm like, done, good. Yeah. Well, um, it's it's harder when the movie wasn't that great. You're just like, ah, oh, what do I do here? You exactly. you you give me you you gave me nothing. I think it's actually easier because then you're gonna be like, you can just make a. I mean, your review can match the movie in that this sure. can just suck, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. But not if you have a goal to do 100. That's true. That's true. But, you know? Which, by the way, like, I've already done it. Wow. I did not think when I was When did you start? January 1st. It was what my year's res. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you just finished. No, last month I, I hit my 100 mm. mark. Nice. What was the movie? Yeah. What was the hundred? Ooh, that's a very good question. I have it here. I'll pull it up. Oh yeah, American Graffiti was the hundredth movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, not a bad one. It's a fun movie. That's yeah. definitely on my on my watch list. Um, I I actually tried to watch it a few like a year ago, and for whatever reason. I did not finish it, Ooh, but I, it is. I hate it when that happens. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what was the movie? American Graffiti. Oh, the George. I was thinking of something else. The George Lucas movie. American History X. Yes. Mm-hmm. That one. Nice. But yeah, that, that was it. We, I've made it. So now I'm just cruising for the rest of the year. Heck try yeah. To, are you going to try to yeah. do 365 now? You know what? I can, My, s- I can see the glint in your eye, Andy. I think that's I, a Yes. I really got- want to. I really, really want to, but also uh-huh. I'm busy with with my, well, my other hobbies. Mm-hmm. They they take up all my time yeah. when I'm not when I'm doing like pop ups. Right. So I, I'm a, I'm a chef that does that has that does pop ups. When I have like a month of pop ups, mm-hmm. I literally cannot do anything. Like right, like not a single movie, not even half a movie. I can't. So it is a bummer that I. Because that's really all I want to do. I'm like, I wish I could just be watching a movie right now. I know, <laughs> but but you're cruising now. You hit the hundred. Congratulations! But yeah, I'm there. Yeah, now yeah. there's no, no no stress in the back of my mind. Like I gotta get to that number. You know? I know. It's all bonus now. Yes, exactly. Before we move on, I have a cu- I have a couple questions for you, Andy. But real quick, the hundred movies that you watched mm-hmm. were, was that yes. a mixture of both? at home experiences and in theater experiences. The only rule was Mm. they had to be movies that I never seen before. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. And this, yeah. So it makes it a little more difficult too, but also fun because you have a list of like, everyone has a list like, Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Mm -hmm, And then when, mm -hmm. when you tell people like, Oh, I'm trying to do this. Yeah, easily everyone's like, you should watch this. You should watch this because yeah, you'll get recommendations. Like, oh, without, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'll I'll get it in there. You know, are there any movies that are coming out this summer? The summer's jam packed. Like June is kind of daunting to look at in terms of in terms of movie yeah. releases. Is there anything coming up? I've heard great things about Asteroid City. Then they say oh, it's well, his masterpiece. Mm. Mm. Really? That's what I've heard. Oh man, that makes me nervous. Makes me nervous too because. I don't like hearing things like that because I, I know. expect the best. Okay, yeah. real quick. I, I'm sorry. I have a tangent. I have a tangent. I'm sorry, Andy. It's okay. I'm going to cut you off. Okay. Yeah. 
I have recently been subscribed to different kind of like movie media, like news updates, things like that, like through like Twitter and stuff. Okay. And now I'm he- I'm hearing this information about Asteroid City. I heard very bad things about Dial of Destiny, Indiana Jones, and I'm mm-hmm. wondering mm-hmm. and that this is now clouding my judgment of these movies before even going. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. Here's the thing, I'm I know. I'm thinking I need to unsubscribe from these various news yes, media right channels, now. but 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 it's also a good source of news. I do like hearing who's going to be cast in the new whatever you movie. can look what that you up think? on your own though okay you can look that okay up on your own because then it 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 raises your curiosity even more mm. like oh i i've heard about this movie coming out i'm gonna look into it oh uh adam driver's gonna be in it you know just yeah. like Ooh, whatever yeah. that's you know that's a sign me up immediately yeah, yeah. <laughs> adam driver you say but Caleb, what about you? I, this is something I want to discuss on a future episode. But like, just real quick, is there a movie coming up that is exciting your bones? That's yeah, a phrase, right? I'm more just like curious about things. I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really excited for Indiana Jones, but I'm Me mega excited to see what kind of Frankenstein monster they've created. What about Oppenheimer? I'm very excited about Oppenheimer. I'm excited for Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah. I'm always a little wary of directors mm. doing their like historical biopics. I get a little bit mm. bored. Yeah, but this isn't his first one. No, it's true. And they can be good. Like there's a lot of directors yeah. who make great biopics and make great like historical mm. like movies. But then there's like Lincoln, which is a great movie. I've never gotten past the first 15 minutes of it. I've it's tried multiple times. It's a good movie. And I just too boring. I just can't. I just <laughs> so so Oppenheimer, very excited for. Also, very curious. Indiana Jones, very curious about. What else even is there? Barbie. Barbie, I'm curious about. Transformers. About Barbie. Transformers. I, Which one is this? There's a there's something special about it, right? Rise of the Beast, Caleb. Beast Wars, baby. Yeah, Beast Wars. I was just gonna say <laughs> it. It, it it ties into our childhood. Mm-hmm. exactly you know transformers was before us but then beast wars is ours baby we can claim beast wars as our own beast wars actually don't remember as well as transformers it was the really like did did you ever watch the show reboot on cartoon network yeah like i just vaguely remember i was gonna say it's the same animation style if you didn't know that reference then it's kind of hard to explain it's almost like got it like like uh metallic-y cgi like i don't know it's kind of hard to describe but the reason Andy, I was asking earlier about like in theater experiences, because as we know, you're a food guy. You're someone who likes to craft, who likes to eat. So I got to ask, I do. Andy, what are your, what are your movie snacks? <laughs> what do you bring into the theater? Yes. Well, one thing and one thing only. Oh no. Bottle water. Popcorn. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I have to ask, because I, I ranted about this on a previous episode. I uh, maybe you heard it. You do. Yeah. Okay. So what did you yeah. think about that as a popcorn lover? Because I, I felt afterwards, I was like, that was controversial. Uh, rem- remind me again? <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> so it wasn't too bad. Um, popcorn is such a loud movie snack. Oh, oh, I remember you saying that and I'm like immediately thinking because I agree. I agree. Mm. But also there is movie theater etiquette 
and not mm-hmm. everyone follows it and it really is upsetting. I don't mind the chew. Mm. But you know, like it's the throwing, movie. you know, it's the throwing, <laughs> throwing no, at the no, screen like, when you don't like, like the movie. I, I really don't like when there's mm. like a scene that's very like intense and like no mm. music and it's just like a, a glance or something. And someone's chewing on their popcorn. It's like guy. Scene. I'm like, dude, what are you thinking? That's so inconsiderate. Yes. Yeah. It's like, guys, I I'm guess. trying to watch Oppenheimer. Keep it down. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Like if if I have a piece of popcorn in my mouth, I will literally hold it and not chew until just the wait for over. the noise to come I will, back. I will wait, dude. I will wait. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so annoying and like it's mm. nails on the chalkboard right straight up yeah like oh, when yeah. i hear popcorn i also have that thing where i don't like listening to listening to people eat so that kind of oh sure like misophonia like, uh, is that what it's called yes yes i have mm. that like times 10 so oh, interesting it, on top of it disturbing my movie i'm like dude get out of here like i'm <laughs> calling the security right now yeah. <laughs> you know so are you like an 11:30 a.m showtime goer when like there's like two other I, people in the theater i'm a yeah i'm an early bird i was gonna I'm say if you're if you're going prime time <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of mouth noises i if, no, i try not okay. to i'm i don't like prime time especially if it's like a movie where you know kids are gonna be in <laughs> like the what? worst Maybe. yeah like a marvel movie yeah yeah. Hey, I think don't take your kids the last marvel movie i'll say that much no what? don't take anybody it's freaking it's violent oh, quantum mania uh, no uh guardians no guardians oh yes yeah. yes it goes wacky there were kids there were kids when i sat and bad parenting i saw a kid it's a cartoon behind, raccoon what could go the, wrong the, the kid behind me was out of control was he kicking your shit <laughs> throwing popcorn he was just talking the whole time and he's oh, say uh, a single thing a single a fool thing. what a yeah, and I'm like, and I gave the half look around. Mm-hmm. Like, Thank you, you Andy. Me? You know, nothing. I, I, uh, you know, I stretched my arms yeah. up. You know, like a give the uh, double birds as you're going yeah, up. <laughs> yeah, none of it worked. Interesting. Didn't I feel work. like that's such a like movie theater scenes in movies. They'll be like that. Those kind of interactions of the guy of the person turning their head. I've never seen that yeah. in real life. I've never seen the uh, actual I've like seen. altercation. Have you? Okay. No, no I've I done it. But oh, I, yeah. I, I I look out for it. But also, mm. again, I'm very. Uh, I make sure that I'm not bothering anyone else's movie experience. You know. Yeah, I that's fair. That. That's. I mean, that's what we should be doing. Is give me hope for a better humans. tomorrow. Exactly. They should have these rules like on on the door before you walk in the theater. Mm-hmm. They should kick people out. If you're talking, go, go leave. You know how there's air marshals on flights yeah. and you yeah. don't know who Every... they are? There should be mm-hmm. movie marshals <laughs> in the theater. Yes. And if someone's yapping, chewing on their phone, they're out of there. They get movie stun ghosts. guns. Get they out of here. Tase them. Ghosts. Don't even kick them out. They just get, you just turn around and zzz, like, yeah. Enjoy the, <laughs> no one would enjoy talk. the sleep. You do it to one yeah. kid, yeah. one sacrifice, one kid to a taser, yeah. and then people yeah. are not talking. You had it, you had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Little kid. <Yeah. laughs> um, <laughs> so I think we should get into the last four. Maybe Let's that was a it. wonderful warm up. 
last four. So each week we talk about our last four movies as of recording. This is on the Letterboxd app where it's the last four movies you either reviewed or logged as watched. Uh, We do last four watched. But uh, yeah, basically, we kind of just go through them. And then if you had any any thoughts or comments or questions about them that you'd like to dive in, we can do that. Sure. Sounds fun. And then we'll get to Day Trippers, which I'm excited to talk about Day Trippers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> okay, Andy. So Uh-oh. as you... Hold <laughs> chef. On, hold on. Four times <laughs> chef, in a row. Yes, Chef. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. But so I kneel at the altar of the wheel. Right. That's how I choose mm. my movies. I let God decide. And that's what is my last four. So usually it's just very Ooh. random. What are you talking about? Do you, are you afraid we're judging you on what you're going to say right now? What is going on? No, no, no. It's more just like, <laughs> you know, when someone watches movies and you can kind of see kind of oh, kind of like trend. the sequence of it, you know, you're like, OK, I kind of Absolutely. see what they're going for. I guess yes. mine now that I'm looking at it, it's it's fine. Anyway, I digress. OK, starting off. I watched 1986 Platoon, directed by Mm. Oliver Stone. Vietnam classic. Pretty heavy movie. I'll never watch it again, but it's kind of one of those (laughs) movies where you know the cover, you know the cover art when you see it, you know know what the Uh movie's about, right? Right. Following that up, technically, I watched five movies because this one's essentially two different, two, two movies in one, and that's 2002's the Two Towers, directed by Peter uh, Jackson. And not only did mm. I watch, I watched the extended version, which is almost like four hours. <clears throat> the only edition. And let me say something. I enjoyed mm. every second of it. After that, I I need a little, I need, I need a little, um, I need a pullback to reality, right? So I, <laughs> I followed it up with 1996's The Day Trippers, directed hey. by Greg Batola. Yeah. And, uh. yeah. And then finally, I watched this morning, Caleb, you and I had a little conversation about it. I watched 2015's Room, directed by Lenny Abrahamson, I believe their name is. Yeah, not a movie I would recommend watching at 8 in the morning, but there we have it. But you did it. I, but I did, and you know what? A very, it, it was in a very, it was a very intense emotional movie, but the acting, if you guys haven't seen it, Superb acting, really, really mm. solid. Um, all right, I'll hand it I over think to Caleb. Kayla Larson was still. Not I like her. What she is now. I, I, what is, we can get into it. I mean, she doesn't deserve what she's getting, but no, not at all. I think she's no a fantastic doubt. actor. Can, can I say something about your your Two Towers movie? Oh, that's um, Lord of the Lord of the Rings, right? Correct. Yeah. Um. So I've never seen them until this year. Okay, nice. How fun. I only saw the first one. Oh. And I and it, there's one specific week where the reference of of Lord of the Rings happened like five times in one week. Like it Wait, just what out do of mean? random. Like, like in Oh, my, it's just like of, in the zeitgeist, in like people yes, talking about it. Yes, oh, interesting. Yes. And I was like, if there's gonna be a time, it's gotta be now, because there's so many things telling me to watch this movie. Right. right? And so Uh-oh. I get home and I watch it, the first one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like watching it. And by the way, I tried watching it when I was like 13 and I fell asleep immediately. Of course. When I watched it, out like it was going and going mm. and going. I was like, oh my mm. God, I don't know if I can do this. 
maybe this movie isn't for me, unfortunately, but it's for everyone else. I want it to be for me too. The movie ends mm-hmm. and I didn't notice I watched the uncut version. And Heck I was like, yeah. I ruined it for myself because now it's too big of a bite. I don't want to watch another movie <laughs> again because I just took too big of a bite. Yes. Here's the oh, thing. So um, that's insane. Uh, I I would say so the fellowship of the ring is the set dressing for the rest for the for the next two movies it is like a very slow rollout it does a really good really good job introducing kind of the stakes and all the characters but the next two movies i think will be your speed there's a lot more action set pieces a lot there a lot of cool stuff. I, so, and okay. and I don't think you need to watch the extended versions just because I'm you watched not. the first one. No, exactly. I, and <laughs> there's nothing you're gonna like miss yes. out on. Okay. So I would say give them. See, I would say give them another yeah. chance, especially the last one. That, that easily for me, like one okay. of the best, one of the best um, third movies in a trilogy. Wow, really? Yeah, it has okay. it has it has some really awesome things in it. But see, this is the kind of response that i needed to so that i can jump back into it because when right. i tell people i can't they're like oh why i can't and i'm like <laughs> that's not helping me man but you're like yeah. you know what you should try because a b and c you know but also no pressure because i think there i think like you said this movie it's like so um it isn't for everyone it's not like mm-hmm. i feel like it's it's not like a star wars where i think you can kind of just if for whatever reason that seems more like user friendly yeah but i think you might like the next two that's just my guess all right i agree with ian i think just in totality it's one of the best trilogies ever like it's just it's from start to finish they just really like just just even if you don't agree with it just the level of production value and the acting and the directing and the consistency because like even right. in the Star Wars original trilogy, you're getting a pretty wide range of quality between the three original mm. films. He's writing that movie yes. as it goes, right? Like this movie is yeah. a complete story. Yeah, so that's they not to shit on Star Wars. all at once, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. As an avid movie watcher, it should be in the books anyways, right? Right. I mean, if you call yourself <laughs> a movie, get them all. you're never going to catch them all. So, you know, it's you're true. not going to let some go. But, but I know you were one. saying you were a moving fan, but it, you're not really, you haven't complete the set yet. So <laughs> yeah. I, would, uh, <laughs> I wasn't even sure if we should let you on as a guest today. He's like, he hasn't watched Lord of the Rings yet. And I was like, whoa, I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Caleb had a hands in his head, in, in his head moment. He was just like, you like, you want this guy on? <laughs> But um, no opposite vibe of this show. I will watch. Caleb, let's hand the reins over to you. Yeah, yeah. All right, my last four. So this week, I just summer stuff's going on. So there's just a lot mm. of things. So I only watched two movies this week, uh, but they were two uh, great ones, and more like like two and a half and a half. Um, because mm. I didn't finish a couple. But I watched Tropic Thunder, uh, 2008, Ben Stiller directed. Nice. Amazing. Um, it's just one of my comfort f- movies that I just love to so put on. Good. It's hilarious. It just, I like everybody in it. A lot of great performances from hilarious people. And then my next movie mm-hmm. was, of course, The Day Trippers, 1996, directed by Greg Matola, mm-hmm. which is an awesome recommendation. Andy, and um, I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of Greg Matola. Um, and Me I didn't see yeah. this one. So this was a really fun one to watch. Um, yeah and that was it 
this doesn't count. Great. I didn't log it, but I started and I have like 15 uh-huh. minutes left of Marnie, the, the Hitchcock okay. movie. And that's a weird Hitchcock. I, oh, I want to know if any of you guys had seen it. Marnie, I have, I have not, not seen a single. No. It's on my watch list, I believe. It's just a, a weirder Hitchcock movie. It's Tippy Hedren and um, Sean Connery. Mm. And it's like, it's like James Bond era Sean Connery. So it's really fun. Uh, so, but, uh, but a weird one. So I'd recommend it. Like early to I mid 60s? 64, I believe. Okay. You know, speaking of Hitchcock, I was. So before Room, I was going to watch The Man Who Knew Too Much, his 1936 movie. Nice. I started the it. one with um the the first version of it, right? Correct. Yeah, the yeah. Not Jimmy yeah. Stewart one. Mm-hmm. Cool. I tried watching I it. Watch Here's one. the thing. I will get back into it. I promise myself that I will watch this movie because it it's you know it's a classic, but it's a movie from 1936. So there are some 1936 <laughs> things going on in that movie where um sure. there's a lot of um That's... like a lot of voiceover work. Like there'll be characters talking, but their mouths aren't moving or like a lot of just like a lot of the scenery is just it, it was kind of hard to like put myself in that movie. I, it was it, it took uh, yeah, it took yeah. it out. It took it out for me. So I will get back into it. But I just bring that up because of because of Hitchcock. Have you watched the second one of that he did? No, I have not. OK, no. cool. I watched that one first. I've wanted to go back and watch the original. OK, well, that may be fun. So I'm very curious. Tropic Thunder, a good a good platoon palate cleanser. That's a good double feature. <laughs> I was gonna say it's funny because it's definitely references uh, your movie this or one of your movies this week, and definitely like kind of a satire of those. I haven't seen it in a while. I, now I will. Yeah, I will neither. be watching it. Hilarious. It holds yeah. up. I I from time to time watch the um the the fake movie trailers on YouTube. Just yes. they're, they're like some oh, of my favorite things in movies. Who got about the freezer that? Open. Yeah. Yes, when he has the two babies strapped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's fun. Ben Stiller makes good movies. He's very. Oh, good he's in, amazing. Um, he's great. Movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very. He puts. He clearly puts a lot of work into making them very detailed and a ton of right. just like great little jokes. Um, respect to him. Is this Robert Downey Jr. before Iron Man? Or is this like yes. after he made Iron Man and then his comeback kicked in? That's crazy. So Iron Man was 2008 and Tropic Thunder was. So this was during his comeback, I guess. Oh, amazing. I love that. Would have been all part of the same. Uh, he is hilarious, obviously. I'm not going to talk about his character at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not going there. Um, but very funny. Yeah, it's, let's very, not touch that. <laughs> Good I have no opinions. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna cut all of this out. I'm not gonna mention Tropic Thunder. Actually, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> we don't need the uh, we don't need that right now. Hold uh, that leaves one of us, Andy. All right. Yes. Uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous, 1999. <sighs> Never oh. seen it before. Mm-hmm. So good. Caleb, didn't you just watch that? I was going to say that was one of my last four, um, I think, mm. on this coming episode or episode uh, through four, maybe it was. Um, yeah. Love mm. Drop Dead Gorgeous. It's one of mm. my, me and my wife's favorites. Instant favorite. Next one is Creed 3, the newest Creed movie. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last two days, so yesterday and Sunday, I watched uh, T2, 
and then the third Terminator back to back yesterday. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Kind of on, How a, that? on a roll with that one. Uh, you know what? I mean, T2, obviously, great movie. Come on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. T3, I thought, mm-hmm. have you ever watched a movie and going into it, you're like, I've never seen this movie, but it's been so long that you're like, wait a minute, I kind of remember this. And every scene, you're like, wait, wait, I think I have seen this movie. Yes. But it's still like all of it is big. It's like pretty much watching a new movie because you don't right. even know what's going on. That was Terminator 3 for me. So you the have seen it. Hadn't, I have, but I don't remember a single thing about right. it. Right. Because I'm pretty sure I, kinda, I watched it in 2003 when it came out and never again. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I just remember the marketing for that movie. T3 had so much like I remember just being like cups everywhere. I remember and, like fast food places all had everything like Terminator 3 themed. I don't remember. Mm. I don't think I ever oh. saw it, but it made a big imprint on me when I was a kid. Really? I remember the sunglasses. Doesn't he have like star sunglasses or something like that? Yes, he does. He is, does. He, is he in Hollywood? Yeah. Uh, when he gets those glasses? I don't know. <laughs> he 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 uh I give up. he swipes give them up. from a from a stripper a stripper is wearing them oh. and he puts them on not realizing also, that they're not yeah also Whatever. what's up with the the new robot it's she she's pretty beautiful what's her power set she's like the t2 but or she's like the t1000 where she's right. like uh liquid metal but also sure, like, sure. like like more nano technology where hmm. she can create like more intricate weapons with her arms oh and i think the big thing is that she can control other machines oh that's like, cool i like that yeah very cool and like when i and when she's I so hot it, and she's hot <laughs> um, <laughs> is this the third terminator yeah yes i don't know and, if it was a girl terminator yeah um going going into it I did check the reviews. I'm like, oh, this mm-hmm. has very crappy reviews. Right. But when I finished it, I was like, I I don't know what these people are talking about. I, it was a great movie. But I I can see like throughout time, um, the the movie, you know, like a, a, it's like to me, it like it was very visually like a cult classic because oh, I can sure, see yeah. I can see when it came out, people would be like, this, mm-hmm. movie, this movie sucks. But right. now look, looking into it, I'm like. There's so many like funny little things about this movie that makes it enjoyable. Like there's one specific scene where she's like when when she first comes into when she goes back in time the 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 Terminator the girl mm-hmm. and like she has to like download all the information information so she can like start the mission nice. and and the 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 shot is coming from her eye so it's like the robot like yeah right the classic yeah and but before it starts there's a dialogue so like that's funny (laughs) so her computer is like dialing up before she can get into all that information that's funny i couldn't couldn't stop laughing at the like the directors didn't have the foresight that like maybe in the future there's no dialogue like it's not instant (laughs) you know so good like just little things like that made the movie better, you know. I like revisiting old futurism stuff for that reason, yeah. where you're like, right. "Oh, they were so close with this, but then just yeah. like so far off on these other things." It's, yeah. it's fun to see what they thought about stuff. Then you watch like 2001, and it's like, "Oh wow, he was 
he was pretty close like yeah right exactly yeah he, uh, he hit a lot of them um, everything i feel like in like future movies <laughs> from like the 2000s everything was just smaller like their idea of the future was everything was just like a little bit smaller or mm. you inject something into your blood yeah exactly yeah, actually speaking of tiny <laughs> cell phones you can cut this but i remember in middle school you remember those cell phones that could fit in your little coin pocket you remember those yes big, oh big. yeah what are we doing uh, and now yeah. now well, the screens can't get any bigger yeah Don't but i guess with an airpod you can argue an airpod is kind of a mini phone AirPod, yeah i was just gonna say that yeah that's and true. it's really yeah. our phones are more of our mini computers and we have like yeah but mm. anyway Ugh, god we're uh, so addicted semantics. to phones <laughs> Not yeah, me. Amen. Just threw my away. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> Just threw it away, literally. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to be distracted by this revolver recorder. <laughs> no, I'm anti-phone. I really am. I love them. They're so helpful, but they're also, mm-hmm. I don't want to be on it anymore. Yeah. As much as possible. I'd rather Good be watching a movie. Same. Good. <laughs> Speaking of movies. Yeah. Yeah. My my phone. I know the viewers can't see, but my my phone only has one app. Ooh, baby! It's true. So that it's I don't get dis- everybody. So that I don't get distracted. Oh, I, that's the only thing I want to be distracted by. Letterboxd. The only app I have on. Respect mm-hmm. for for us. <laughs> that's the only app that matters. And listeners, we are of course talking about Letterboxd, the app, mm-hmm. the big LBD. With that's the D. right. Mm-hmm. Yes, with the D. Yeah, we love Letterboxd. Give us a hat, please. Andy gets yeah, come on. Yeah. Please give us hats. Um, we named our show after you. Yeah. Okay. So that was a wonderful last 10 to 11. I think it's time we get to the main uh, feature this week, which is The Day Trippers from 1996. Again, directed by Greg Matola. This is Andy Z's pick this week. Uh, first time I've seen it, and I really enjoyed yeah, it. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't mean to even say that. Before we get into the movie, let's take a quick break, and we will be right back with the main thing. Okay, grab to pee, actually. Cool. Well, we are back from the break. Thank you uh, for sticking with us. We are going to jump into The Day Trippers from 1996. 87 minutes directed and written by Greg Matola. Andy, I would love to hear uh, why you picked this. I really enjoyed this. I, mm-hmm. I like a lot of a couple other Greg Matola movies, but I'd never seen this. Well, I was watching American Splendor, mm-hmm. and it was the first time that I saw hope davis in a movie mm-hmm. and like in she she did such a great job in that movie and she's such a babe uh <laughs> once that movie was over i was like i i want to watch something else with her and then she's mm. like you know new new favorite celebrity crush i want more definitely yeah. so i looked up her profile on letterbox and i was kind of skimming through and i was like this day trippers mm-hmm. cover looks cool let me look into that and then, like this, the thumbnail of them sitting in the car. So good. I was like, "Oh, whoa! This seems really cool," and just immediately put it on. And sure enough, once it was over, I was like, "I, I looked into it. And I was like, oh man, I had no idea that uh, Greg Matola directed it.' So, like, 
pleasant surprise. It was like a, a special treat because I already liked the movie and, you know, finding out more about it that I didn't know I was going to like it as much as I did. It's always fun when you watch something with no context and then realize there are people who worked on it that you like. And you're like, yes. oh my gosh, no wonder. You feel like it was like, yeah. like see, I, my taste is real. I didn't even know. Yeah, right, yeah. I still liked it. Like, okay, yes. good. <laughs> it affirms your taste for sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 Ian, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And also, I know you have maybe a little synopsis as well before we fully dive into details. Definitely. Yeah. I, I too... I've never seen this movie. It was a delightful watch. I really enjoyed it. We'll get into it. I had a great few chuckles in the beginning and then some uh, some gripping of the armchairs, if you will, towards the end, kind of tugging <laughs> at the heartstrings. But kind of like I would, right. I would describe this movie as an indie darling. You go to your local independent movie theater and this is recommended by one of the one of the oh, uh, people yeah. there. You know what I mean? It feels like this is like yes. a, like a hidden gem. A mo- it's it's a hidden yeah, gem for sure. Yeah, a movie nerd would be like, oh, you like super bad? Well, check you this out. You need to watch the real exactly. super bad. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the original super bad. Yeah. <laughs> this this movie, if, you don't, if you don't like this, I can't help you. Mm-hmm. Don't come back. <laughs> this movie <laughs> is getting recommended to you by someone with uh, a bowl cut and like thick rimmed glasses. That's the kind of person that loved that loves this movie. And a high letterbox number count. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. They've watched 1300 <laughs> movies in the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just going through the cast it's kind of crazy so like andy said hope davis very fetching it was kind of hard not to fall in love with her as a as a character very attractive um but parker posey who is also kind of Mm -hmm. i feel like she is a staple in a lot of these independent movies she was in days confused waiting for guff Mm -hmm. and things like that uh leave schreiber i don't i know this isn't his first movie but very very young leave schreiber uh pre- Pre Sabretooth and X Men in 2000s X Men, mm-hmm. and then you have yep. Ann Mira, Ben Stiller's mother is in this movie. Wonderful. Pat McNamara plays the father, and then you have a kind of a small cameo by a young but still bald Stanley Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in terms of uh, what the movie's about, it's a uh, it it's a movie with high stakes, but like it's um. I was going to say low stress. It's not low stress either. It's not low stress, high stakes. It's it's high yeah. stakes, medium stress. But it's uh, basically Hope Davis plays a character by the name of Eliza D'Amico. She's married to Stanley Tucci's character, Louis D'Amico. And one day she finds a note and it's essentially a love letter. It's a poem. And she kind of has nowhere else to turn to. She needs advice. So she goes home to see her family. And they're... Uh, she gets advice from her mom, her sister, played by Parker Posey, and her boy and um, her boyfriend uh, Carl, played by Lee Schreiber, and they essentially decide to confront Lewis. So they go into New York where he works, and then from there it's kind of wild goose goose hunt chase. Wild, mm-hmm. uh, what's the phrase? Wild wild goose chase. What I say. Wild goose hunt chase. It still works. <laughs> it's close. The chase is part of the hunt. That's yeah. right. Right. And that's pretty much your movie. The antics ensue. They meet some people along the way. Um, mm-hmm. And 
uh yeah it's it's a it was a great movie andy uh, again thank you for recommending it thank you greg matola for for making it yep yeah if you're listening thanks yeah bud thank and you if you're listening <laughs> I mean, wow why <laughs> that's crazy now caleb also we have one listener in hungary if they're listening to this episode interesting awesome. wait in hungary Maybe somebody is using a VPN. That's probably what it was. But we had one in Hungary on Spotify, I think. I'm hungry. I was going to say, it's <laughs> hungry. Hey, man, man. <laughs> Talk about chef. It made me want to grow cheese. <laughs> uh, sorry, I think I interrupted your thought with my joke. <laughs> I mean, it was a good joke. Thank you. <laughs> Worth it. I'm just sorry. Give me one second. I'm pulling up that one. No, you're fine. I deleted it. So um, I just want to say overall before we get into details mm. i could have watched leave schreiber in this role for another movie like i could have just kept going with him mm-hmm. and just seeing what happened to him after this movie and i would have kept watching for another hour or two because he was just... off about his book actually the book sounded so that interesting. Book <laughs> oh <laughs> i was very intrigued i thought it was a real book i, I didn't realize what was happening for a minute i was like this sounds cool so basically real quick so leave schreiber who is um i'm sorry the the character the um i forgot the character's name we'll just call him by their by their actual names but uh, him is and- carl carl correct thank you so parker uh wait parker no jesus christ i'm looking at names um okay so carl and joe who are in a relationship uh are they visiting from michigan or something they live together and yeah it it seemed like they're visiting right didn't really shine too much light on that yeah but essentially what you need to know about him is he he uh, i'm trying to think it's the boyfriend well, no, yeah, we know he's that. An aspiring he, aristocrat. He's an aspiring aristocrat. He respects the working class, but would love, <laughs> but would love to be ruled by those with, um, with, um, with class and dignity with class. and taste. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, trying to exercise all his knowledge on his sister's family, uh-huh. and they also kind of don't really know what he's talking about. But they're like, <laughs> oh, okay, they just love him. Cool. A yes. very loving family, especially his his dynamic <laughs> yes. with the mom, and they're kind of like dude, they're they're kind of almost like comedic duo. Uh, that was like right. probably him, one of right? my favorite parts of the movie. I did write a note about this yeah. that the interpersonal dynamic between every character was good, like Ex- between yeah, the really two, interesting, yeah, between the two sisters, between the mom and each sister. Hope Davis's character and mm-hmm. the mother and her, her and the father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like all of them, like, like every single one was awesome. Like it did seem like they were a real family. Definitely. Yeah, totally yeah, they agree. nailed the dynamic between all of them. Pretty. Absolutely. It was funny about um, Carl. He's like the type of character who I'm like, like there's something about you that's so charming, but at the same time, every time, every time you talk, I have to roll my eyes because just he's mm-hmm. he's like yeah. he's like the, he's like newly educated like he just came yes. back from his like first year of college comes back to yeah. a middle class family and just expunges everything he knows like they're driving mm-hmm. on the highway going into New York and Parker Posey's character says something about like the architecture of the buildings and he just says architecture yeah. is dead and then goes into basically <laughs> explaining why why like the Europeans yes. like 
uh, yeah, whatever. And I was just like, oh God, please be quiet. But also at the same time, keep talking because I love you. Yes. Like, I think he said, like, say, say what you want about them. Yeah. I want to say Germans or Europeans. Like, yeah, Europeans. say what you want about them. Yeah, say what you want about the Europeans, but they know architecture. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? Exactly. Yeah. And and by the way, it bites him in the ass later on in the movie when someone else mm-hmm. with just as much intellect was like, "Well, I think this," and they're like, "Well, yes. you know what? I don't really want to talk about exactly." You oh, know, I fell for him. In that Such scene. a sad scene. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm on Lee Shriver's side in that scene. I mean, he's just talking. That guy was just trying to show I, off and steal his girlfriend. Well, we're not supposed like, to. I was for sure. No, no, I know. But it while he, uh, Lee Shriver, who is Carl, while Carl Definitely. set himself up, he also mm-hmm. I don't think deserve. Like I still think that guy was the uh, the aggressing asshole in that situation. Like like Carl had just gone through like some weird. And was trying to just like get yeah. out of there, and this guy's like, "So you sure. believe this bull?" And he's like, "I don't know, man. I don't really care." Yeah, like so aggressive. I felt bad for him. Yeah, but sure. poor Carl. I'm 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 all Carl. I also relate to Carl too much, probably. So hmm. you talk about the bourgeois. A lot. You talk about art, the arts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the bourgeois. Yeah. <laughs> no, real quick though. So so Stanley Tucci's character, he is a editor or he worked for an editing company for books. Is that right? The first time we meet the author, I love that scene where the where he's, yes. he's talking to someone and one of the guys, the, the guy he's talking to is yeah. talking. Yeah, his friend is talking about his sex life and going in, that story is amazing. Just going into the guy's uh, hilarious. Yeah, going yeah. into too much detail. That actor. Yeah. So gross. Like, I love watching movies of this era because mm no one talks like that anymore nobody like it um it almost seems fake i also even wonder like did people actually talk like that in the mid 90s i feel like they didn't mm. it felt like such a like like a movie still a movie kind of yeah yeah but regardless i i still love it it's like some Definitely. sort of like like specific type of language that you speak when it comes to movies i don't know no, I agree. And it's almost like 90s, like indie comedies like this and kind of like Slacker, I think, and like Linklater movies kind of do it. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like they're doing like stand up. Like when that guy's telling his story, mm-hmm. it's like, like he's like show. going into like the I'm a stand up. This is my chance to do my little stand up act, which I think is like very much like a 90s bit character thing. I wonder if he was riffing in that scene. Maybe. Like, do you think that was Renan or they're like, oh. just, you know, just just say this mm-hmm. on this subject, you know? I also love though how it gets called back, which means it at least was written into the script right. afterward. Because then he's talking to the old guy at the party, uh, and he's like, yes. "Well, I'm talking to this girl. She's real Rubenesque," yeah. and is literally doing the same routine <laughs> that he'd done for like two twice other in the movie. I like how yeah. it, just how he feels more and more conflicted about it. The more times you hear him talk about, it. he's like, "I think I might be in love with her." <laughs> like, so, like each time there's there's uh, yeah. something growing inside of him about this. Real fast on Carl and yeah. the mom. The mom loves Carl and seems yes. to love her like mm-hmm. son-in-laws in general, and she has have a son so i also wonder if she had some definitely yeah. a little bit of a hole um she's um, trying to fill yeah. but when carl and the mom are in the hallway in the very beginning when mm-hmm. um, parker posey and carl were in bed and he's they're pretending they were in separate rooms sure they're just like standing there for like a minute while he's got his shirt off and she's just standing there like smiling yeah, at him that was so awkward <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like what hey real quick i don't know if you guys thought this but <laughs> 
obviously <clears throat> haven't seen the movie. So when Parker Posey, they don't introduce them. Well, they introduce them as a couple in that scene, but she gets in a bed with them and then she says like mom and dad. And I was yes. like, what? Yeah. I was like, what are yeah, we doing like, here? Are they siblings? Yes. I and I was like, yeah. you, what are you doing? <laughs> My fault. I was really relieved <laughs> to find out that they were just in fact a couple. My wife I, was asking. My wife was like, hey, are they brother and sister? Like, I was like, I don't think so. What are is they? this? Like, I'm glad I wasn't. Really we're never going to ask this guy on a podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> The famous unaired episode. Uh, it's hilarious. It's, it seems to be a purposeful mislead, at, at least. It? Well, yes, because we all three of us, all four of us, including my wife who watched with or me. Or just bad writing. Yeah, no, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that was bad writing. I think there might be something where he is is kind of, there's like an implication that he's also a sibling, and the movie wants us to treat him like he's part of, the, like he is a sibling in the family. Hmm. I haven't thought about this enough. Yeah. But I kind of got the sense that there was supposed right. to be this like blurring because the mom also seems to be in love with him. And I always got the sense the mom wants to like get mm, with I did. Carl. And so there felt oh. like there was this weird like like where the mom was like, oh, I love him. So I don't I don't know. I I, I think there's some supposed to be a lot of blurred lines with family dynamics in that. It movie. felt more like a doting mother. Watch the scene where she's standing next to him shirtless and she's like just smiling right. at she's like him. Just, she's rubbing his chest. You're like, oh, I see. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. That's how it feels. I also think that in like a, in general, like a mm. mother-son dynamic when there's also uh, sisters involved, like the son can never do no wrong. That's true. That's you know? Yeah. So yeah. so that's why she always has these hard eyes. For him. She's like, always criticized. Yeah. It's, he's like, He's the best, which is why she's always like has hard eyes for him. Right. Um, True. <laughs> another scene. <laughs> another scene I loved was so again they're trying to find Lewis, right? So they're they're tracking him down. They end up finding him with another woman going into a cab, and mm. so everyone's <laughs> like, "Chase him, chase him!" He's going so slow. And I forgot. <laughs> And I love that. I'm like, that's exactly how it Poor goes. Dad. But um, they end up going out, like running out of the car and chasing him. And then the mom ends up having like a like like a panic attack or a heart attack or something. Um, so not then, really explained what was what happened to her. Yeah, but they end up meeting this father and son duo. They get invited to kind of like rest in their room while the mom recovers but i love um, that i wouldn't say they got invited that's true that's true they, I, they kind of car was like we need your house we need your apartment right now this is what <laughs> we are good people this is not a scam <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i love that part that was because yeah. then you kind of get this new scene of this father and son and their mm. issues the dad is like skipping out on alimony and he's shacking up with his son in order to he's essentially harboring a fugitive he says something about, I think like someone was talking about the wrist. He's like, oh yeah, I used to be a, a professional tennis player. That happened to me. And then it, yeah. it cuts, yeah, cuts the sun. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. That scene too, while you're on it, I loved Ronnie, the son. Yeah. And how he was like a doppelganger mini me of the dad. And you kind of got this imprint that the dad, like if you look at their outfits, they're dressed exactly the same oh, and they both make faces mm. and they're both sitting with their arms crossed. You get the sense the dad probably had a pretty imposing father. And that's why he's such like a quiet reserved dad is because he realizes he's definitely a backseat character. 
yeah but then he steps up mm. when he needs to because the mom kind of calls him out right. it's like you push over but then at times he's like no let um let hope or uh the main character yeah let hope decide yeah. like what does hope want everyone's telling he, her what he to steps do in when he needs to yes. yes and he's like no this is hope's life like we've we've played enough with like her day yeah like, now it's time for I, her to I, decide I, loved ronnie loved the dad it it's hard that all the characters were so great but i i'm i want to say i like the dad the most yeah same yeah because he was just like it being the father of, of two girls and plus his wife i'm sure he's just like yeah all right we'll we'll go to new york and follow this thing because he didn't really have much say in anything right and i and like it wasn't really discussed but it, like you can just see he's like driving and like yeah all right well all right we're gonna go here then all right uh Sure. You want to go? Yeah. Now that I think about it, was was the entire decision of following um, Lewis the mom's idea? I feel like she yes, was she, absolutely. Yeah, right? yeah, so she yeah. was kind of the um, poking. Follow him, follow him. She yes. was the instigator. The she whole movie tried to make him like run a red light, and he's right. like stressed out. He's like sweating. Yeah. There's like a shot. Right. Was like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was um, mostly the mom just trying to find something to do. The dad being my favorite character and your favorite character, like you were saying, Andy, and kind of, I think the heart of the movie, really, there's a really mm-hmm. wonderful scene where the dad kind of wanders off while everyone's freaking out about something. Yeah. And then Hope follows him. And yes. then she finds that he's just helping some lady unload her car. Love he's just being like, hey, yeah. how are you doing, lady? Let me yeah. help. It's like he's literally having like the craziest, most like stressful day. Right. And then he just wanders off and helps like some random lady and then like gets pulled into her house. And uh, like, that's right. like, to me like who he is or he's like he's just trying to help so his family's going through this big thing he's like okay i'll drive you around all day but like Mm. when it comes down to it he's just trying to be helpful yes and that to me that was like the heart of the movie because he didn't know anybody was watching him at that point like he literally just was helping Mm -hmm. yeah he needed a step away from this chaotic moment in the car and he was just like i'm just gonna take a walk yeah his true self is really just the kind-hearted man you know, mm-hmm. trying to make his, people's days his, better. Yeah, his his breather is just helping this other older lady putting stuff in her car. Who it's a classic being, dad move. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. The like, I was like, have. wait, does he know this lady? Like, are they actually friends? Like, that's no. what I thought. Yeah. I also feel like, um, I don't. I've never lived in New York, but I'm like, is this how New Yorkers are? Like, they're just like, let anyone to their house, just like, I oh, you can help me move so. it. Yeah, I wouldn't say so either. Mm-hmm. Like, just mm-hmm. the desperation of having to move a, mm-hmm. a, a TV will do that to you. Can we also talk about how when Eliza did, like, come up to her dad, and yeah. he was like, oh, yeah, I'm just helping them out. And she's like, oh, yeah, go help them right. bring down the TV. The stranger was like, I just need help with this one thing. Uh-huh. And then they go up, and then that stranger's sister's in the house. Yeah. And then Eliza just asks, like, what do you guys need help moving for? And then just like casually, the sister is like, Oh, our mom died. Right. And and then she was just like, Okay. And then she's like, Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So we're splitting up all this stuff here. Can't help me take this TV out. You know, like it, like if it wasn't a big deal, like that their mom died. Yes, which was which was kind of so casual about it. Yeah, and I love how they start splitting the pills up and then forget there's a lady there to help her. Yes, yeah, just like in their apartment. They that felt very it. New York or realistic to me. Right, York. they're just like that. What? Who are you again? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just oh, grab yeah, that thing, take it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this movie kind of it reminded me of a video game. Like everything kind of seemed like fetch questy. Like these, like you, and then you mm-hmm. interact with all these like NPCs that don't really do anything in terms of like they just kind of further the narrative or like character building. Like that moment shows like how helpful the dad can be or this and you know whatever. Sure. You were. I think you brought this up with Francis Ha too, where it's just like uh, moments where you get to see the character and like who they are when they're not around yeah. other people. Because right. Francis Ha, there were some great moments like that too. Yeah, with Francis. Right. And it was like a character build that we didn't need to have, but exactly, he, the, yeah. the director just decided to put it in there. Like, this is what who the dad is, you mm-hmm. know. And I think so much of our perspective on what's happening in the movie is shaped by people talking about people. Like we get very few firsthand experiences to to right. get to know. Like with Lewis, we hear so much about Lewis, but really we see him for like two scenes in the movie. And so we right. have this opinion of him that's based purely on other people's opinions of him. And so I think right. with like the dad specifically, at certain points you have the mom yelling at him to hurry up and drive faster. And she calls him like mm-hmm. useless at one point in a sad moment of the film. She's like, right. you're useless. You right. don't do anything. That's telling me the mom is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's right. not ambiguous. Like he is a good guy that's, that is like uh, giving more than he's probably getting in this family dynamic, but it's just such like a right. good person that he he's okay with that like somebody's got to do it right yeah the whole way the mom goes about this entire situation initially on first watch like yeah the mom is like being the support system she's like telling her daughter to like figure this out we need to figure this out and the dad is like like kind of hands off just like maybe maybe we should think about it and then you get that kind of the full circle moment in the movie too where um you kind of see the dad's True colors and the moms. Mm-hmm. So this is a nineties indie movie, which means it's fairly morally ambiguous. Like I think that was pretty trendy mm. in the like late nineties, early two thousands indie scene that there's no good guys, no bad guys. It's kind of life is crazy. This kind of has that feel to me. Cause mm-hmm. like Lewis is a cheater, but he's also dealing with figuring out mm-hmm. his sexuality and mm-hmm. like, you know, that's mm-hmm. tough. But then can you also, is infidelity right. okay then? Is the mom kind of shitty or is she just human as well? I saw her like, that's just classic mom. Like, that's just what moms do. Like the intentions are good, but it's like, mom, relax, please. Can you just let me handle this? And my mom's like, no, yeah. I want to do, I want to <laughs> take, take every extreme to protect my daughter you know yeah it was interesting because so basically the end of the movie you find out that lewis was cheating on his wife but Mm -hmm. turns out that he was he's gay he's figuring out his sexuality and Mm -hmm. they there ends up being like a final confrontation with everyone outside and i was telling caleb this it was interesting because um i couldn't figure out if the mom was mad was more mad that he was cheating on her or more mad that he was gay because she kept talking about how like like how would Mm. your mother feel about this blah 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 like all this stuff and i it was very hard to gauge i'm like why like what is the mom really mad about because it it was i don't know it was was, it was Mm. hard to hard to read I would like to think that the cheating, but because sure. since it was 1996, maybe not, you know, 1996, uh, middle-class family. Not that every middle-class yeah, family yeah. is, um, engaged in those. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> but it was just it was very hard to gauge what her mm-hmm. her um rage was directed towards yeah general yeah. rage saying, right can we talk about joe's and carl's oh, yeah. relationship mm. i i really enjoyed watching that me too like that that the progression of their relationship throughout the movie the beginning of the movie like we said before they were like you know cuddling in bed and he was trying to be respectful of the house rules, which was like, mm. we sleep in separate rooms when we're in your parents' house. And he was like, no, you should get out. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, you know, she's very much like, it's fine, you know. And then throughout the movie, you can just tell that, like, every every story that he gives, it's more like a, a another indicator. Like, it just chips away at her. Like, do I really want to be with this Well. Guy? You know, I was gonna say, but, I wonder uh-huh. if he just does not like any time. Like, I couldn't. I was trying to figure out. Like, does he? Does he not feel like intellectually stimulated by her? Like, any time anyone asked him any questions, he kind of went off. Like, and I couldn't tell. Like, either they mm. just don't have that those types of conversations, where or like, no, because she seems smart too. That's what I do too. But what I was gonna say was, does she feel like she takes the backseat in every conversation? Like, he's so overbearing when he talks. And like, it seems like the spotlight when they talk is always focused on like his mm-hmm. ideas or his in- interpretations or his his readings on whatever. That she never has the ability to actually talk mm-hmm. or like express herself. I I I thought maybe it was less about her, her expressing what she feels and yeah. more so of like 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 how we said before that he kind of just likes to flex his knowledge whenever he can it, it to me it was more of like can you shut up already yeah he blew you know, like, it. like yes well and yeah. how many times have she heard that book outline story described yeah. by him like so we're hearing it the first time but she's probably heard it a right. dozen times by and then, oh sorry go ahead Andy. and she he he's like mentioning the the book one more time and then the mom was like, what's the name of the dog again? <laughs> yeah. And she says something like, I can't remember, like Sparky or whatever. And he was just like, that was hostile. Yeah. yeah and yeah, like, but it, like when I saw, like, I thought it was a funny joke. Me too. You know, yeah. but also it was like a, to me, it was like a friendly poke, mm. you know, but to him, it's like, oh, like you're making fun of this thing that like, I'm an intellectual that knows right. a lot of things and you're making fun of it. But really, I think maybe he wasn't playful enough for her. I thought it was almost like a reflex, like her being like, I'm done. Like it's, you're, you're yeah, stupid. Yeah. Like that, that was kind of the indicator of like, maybe this isn't going to work out. Well, but the, so, so she ends up kind of flirting with, uh, one of the, uh, an author. And I'm like, he's kind of, he's, he's the same. Same guy. Like, exactly. So I'm right. like, what? I'm I'm like so where's the attraction and I'm trying to remember oh, like it was significant right. was there an interaction or was it just the fact that because he was also hitting but, on Eliza earlier in the movie but but I, also I think that was like just like a her her flirting with the other uh, writer was yeah. just kind of like a, not it it was just to like get back at him or just like right. you know, i'm just gonna do this thing like it yeah, yes yeah. and he was a per, he was yeah. a successful writer where she yeah. knows so i think i think and the dog thing um making fun of the name of the dog in his mm-hmm. book i definitely do think it's all passive aggressive 
Like mm-hmm. I, right. as somebody who talks too much, I definitely have had situations where I realize the other person <laughs> is sick and tired of me way yeah. too late. And I, maybe even days later, I'm like, Oh, they hated me. Like they just were, <laughs> they just were tired of me talking. It wasn't anything other. So I, I related, I feel like I could, I feel like that was done mm-hmm. well. Um, and that's how it felt to me. Cause then I feel like the, the ultimate blow is is being attracted to a guy who's doing what you're aspiring to do exactly and so oh, she's like hey true. this guy's like a real writer and then he's talk he's calling you out on all your bullshit that we all kind of put up with because mm-hmm. we like you but now that you're annoying mm-hmm. i'm less likely to to think you're cute and and so she was basically yeah. like like setting him up that's how i saw it as like an ambush yeah. where she's like hey but yeah. look at this guy i was just telling him how stupid you were and now he's he's he wants to sleep with me i know that so i'm gonna let him talk about you to try to impress right. me and then, and, and also because, because she's watching her sister go through this whole journey of like trying to mm. figure out what's going on with her and her husband, like you can't help but to reflect what's going on in your relationship because they're in the car the whole time watching mm. this whole thing happen. So, you know, maybe that was, that can also be a, a part of cold feet kind of. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Also, this is just such a high stress, intimate situation. And I'm yes. sure like this is the first time she's been in uh, like this is the first time seeing her dynamic with her whole family. And I, that can also probably be triggering too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I did. I was going to say the uh, scene where Carl and the author kind of intellectually duke it out made me very uncomfortable. I felt so I felt so sad. I, was, I did yeah. not love that situation. That's like that's my yeah. fear is being um <laughs> confronted on how stupid i am about things about things that i think i know a lot about yes i mean i was gonna say doing a movie podcast there's definitely those moments where i'm like even like andy coming on i was like what if he comes on and he's like hey caleb so you said this about this movie like that's Um, wrong dude he's like you just have a list i'm like "Ah." i did ask you to cut out like three or four things so uh (laughs) just just to uh keep my uh my confidence in check that's uh, hilarious. So that's awesome. yeah that was a hard no, that was I a hard thing to gauge too because i couldn't help but understand where joe parker posey's character is coming from but at the same time feeling like betrayed by her because it's like she is she is young you know she is like trying to figure mm-hmm. out her life and relationships yes. out as well but i was like i don't know i was like you're you're saying you didn't understand no no I'm i sorry. did understand I did understand where she's coming from, but like it, uh-huh. it's hard to um, really give her the benefit, give of the her doubt. the grace of it. Yeah, she's yeah, the yeah, bad yeah. person in that right. scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. not very, it's very not very ambiguous. Right. Sure. This definitely reminded me of like actual bad dates I've been on. Like specifically in high school, I can think of certain situations where I've had near to the point where this almost felt like uh traumatic revisiting it where it was like oh mm-hmm. i've know this that energy parker posey's giving off i've felt this energy before and it's it, it is uh i felt i felt it was done very well it's not overly dramatic it's it's no. precisely realistic like yeah and it's I, just enough it, where he can't call it out like she's he's being gaslit like he, like she's like pretending to to have a real conversation but it's clearly throwing him under the bus and like lining him up to look like an idiot you're talking about the interaction with her, the author, and and Carl. Yes, when Leave wanders into this trap yeah. that he he's just trying to find his, oh, his for sure. girlfriend yeah, and yeah. get out of there. Because what happens to him right before that scene too? Oh, his author, his professor, just ignores him. Yeah. Just totally. Yes. Yeah. So his confidence yeah. is already like down in the gutter. Yeah. 
Yes. And then he comes and he comes back into a situation which I don't think was deserved. Like no. Right. Like anyway. Here's and a the question. Thing, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's yeah. Hear it. Do you think that maybe you know, because we're all we're all in our thirties mm-hmm. and we know some things, right? Do you think maybe that there's a, a situation that we've been in where we've been the experienced author and oh, we're no. unintentionally shutting down someone just because we know Ooh. things I'm like, oh, well, actually, I think it's I think this or that, you know, you're like, wait, I, I, yeah, definitely know. not consciously. Like, I feel like what the author was doing, he was being like, this girl is oh, hot. He, She's trying really, to be like that. He was yeah. trying to belittle, yeah. belittle Carl. I I would That's I think true. I can safely say I've never intentionally belittled someone, maybe like unintentionally. Right. That's true. I was gonna say I was definitely like a music snob unintentionally in high school. Yeah. Like where I definitely came off like judgmental of people's music tastes, but I was never I was just excited. Yeah, he was trying to get on Joe's good side for sure. Mm. Yeah. Right. Never mind. And it worked. It yeah, it worked. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. You didn't get caught on that phone call. I was going to say that actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it worked. It Who's this? Your him, boyfriend? What a loser. Yeah. yeah. What does he do? Let me make fun yeah. of it. Uh, yeah. Well, he's a scientist. Uh, what, you like beakers, uh, idiot? <laughs> you got blue liquids in beakers? Uh, yeah, that is. Sorry. Science. <laughs> what did you say? Blue liquid in beakers? In beakers. Yeah. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> Maybe one last thing that we want to talk about mm, about yeah, yeah. how like movies like these mm. can easily flow under the radar because it did oh, for yeah. us. Um, yes, definitely. Yes. And like it's it's only it it kind of is special for us because we all love movies and we love watching new movies, whether they're old, however far back, and also new movies, but. I was reading an article about someone talking about this movie saying that when it came out, they watched it multiple times in the movie theater. Hmm. It's just wild to me that this movie can mean so so much to one person in 1996, but to us, we have no idea until now. And and it's just because I came across it and I decided to share it with you guys, you know, and you guys are going to share with other people. And this podcast is going to even share it with even more people. It's just insane to me that movies like this just, you know, disappear. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering what movies, what movies that are going to be released in the next couple mm-hmm. of years are going to be forgotten, but that are going to like take up so much space a decade from now. People are going to be like, huh? I don't, right. I've never heard of it, you know? I might be wrong. I think this is his directorial debut because he did TV before. It is. I, think that, I think that's what makes it a big, um, like a big difference. The fact, it's, I feel like it's because it's his first movie. He's relatively mm-hmm. unknown. That will definitely go under the radar. Yeah, but there are other. You don't think? Do you think there are other movies that? Are I'm big, just saying that that's probably uh, what's contributing to people not having, not seeing it. Like it's definitely mm-hmm. a movie that gets recommended to you by somebody, unless, like you said, you kind of stumble upon it and want to give it a chance. Um, right. Because I wonder if less and less people, I feel like people that don't try to watch like a hundred movies a year or. Right. Or like, kind of like it's like like looking for new bands or something like they, that that True. kind of like the 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 hunt is very exciting. Mm-hmm. But I think for people that are just like yeah, I'll just watch a movie like maybe maybe twelve times a year. Like this will definitely not come up on their radar. But that's true. 
That's very true. That kind of bums me out, man. It's sad. I'm getting depressed just thinking about it. Yeah, because like this movie is very good, and I would want other people to watch it. Just mm. you know, maybe someone's going through some, and this might help. And I was going to say know? it's, and I think I've touched on this before. I definitely talked to Kale about this. The fact that it's a short movie goes such like it goes yeah. such a long way. Like it really right. does. Yeah. Because now mm-hmm. we're in the age of every movie getting pushed to like three hours and change Mm -hmm. and you're like i don't think i have enough time like we're all busy people i don't have i don't have enough time in the day to like commit three hours to this but like a 90 minute movie a 70 minute movie that's like that's music to my ears yeah it's perfect true i think this that definitely helps this movie and a lot of kind of movies in the same like um kind of like indie darling kind of like Mm -hmm. uh grouping or whatever sure I feel like if you're making a movie that you don't have a, like a filmmaking track record or a big star, you really have to keep it as tight as possible. Cause yeah, right. everybody yeah. who's watching it is kind of giving you a chance, you know, just based on the trailer or, mm. or you know, hearing good things, yeah, but you really got to reel them in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I right, keep it quick, get to the point, make it good, uh, which this movie does. It was really, um, I, I got, I was totally along for the ride. Like there's a lot of movies I like, but I'm not totally like involved. But this one, I really felt like I was like, I wanted to know what was happening with Lewis. I kept talking to my wife. I'm like, Mm. so he is cheating, right? Like this is going to be a Mm. thing where he is cheating. And I was like, but maybe it's Mm. one of those things where it's some crazy, like coincidence. Like it really, so I didn't, I really didn't know. It's not necessarily a mystery, but even the, the mystery aspect with Lewis and what was happening was done really well and fun. But these are also realistic stakes too. Like this Absolutely. is all related. Like yeah. infidelity is yeah uh, an actual thing. I, again, I love the idea of just the whole family being involved, not just Hope Davis's character, like yeah. on right. her own, kind of figuring it yeah. out. I love yeah. the whole family is involved, and then from right. that you get all of the the great character interactions, dynamics. So like hilarious. That. Yeah, I love the family detective troupe. I, that I really mm-hmm. got a kick. That out should of be the a genre. Movie. That should be. Yeah, should be more of those. <laughs> yeah. should just be a mm-hmm. series of films about this family, um, the day trippers. Right. Like next, it's Parker Posey because Lee've got you know like a stab. I don't know. No, no, no. I review movies. I I don't think of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pitching the Day Trippers franchise. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Adventures Greg of Matola, 1996. <laughs> yeah, the Adventures of Joe and Carl. That might be. I would. I would watch Anne Mira and Lee Shriver go yeah. solve mysteries together. I'm pretty sure she's all dead day. Now. Rest in peace. Is she really? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I wouldn't either. But I don't. I don't think she. I was. hope not. Yeah, I'm not gonna look. <laughs> There's like Schrodinger's and Mira. I'm like looking at my phone. I was like, do I look? Do I oh no, she passed like a I'm decade like, ago. See, totally. Rest in peace. Yeah. She was hilarious. What a talent! I really enjoyed yeah. watching her. Truly, she's been around forever, right? In movies, like she's got a lot yeah. of old ones. She's definitely. She's, yeah, she was recognizable. I didn't know her, um, but I feel like I've seen her in in things. She was an Alf. That's hilarious. Heavyweights. She, she was in heavyweights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ben Stiller's. Yeah. yeah, Which they make a lot of cameos together. Mm. Um, Because I think Zoolander, the 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 dad's definitely, I think the mom. Yeah. 
yeah. might make a cameo, but maybe it's just her voice on the phone. The Stiller family is just, they're just always been on it. I love the parent. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We double dipped on ben, on the Stiller family today because yeah. we talked Tropic Thunder as well. Wow. That's true. What a, right. what a family. 1996 indie to 2008 mm-hmm. blockbuster comedy. Mm-hmm. The Stillers were there. They still err. <laughs> All right. There's one other line I wanted to mention. This is a quick mm-hmm. one off when they're driving through the city and then the mom goes, Oh, there's that steakhouse. We went to dinner with uh, Frank and Susan on last August. And the dad goes, "Mm, mm." and then that's it. And the scene cuts (laughs) and moves on. It felt so realistic and funny. Saying, saying something without saying anything at all. Yes. Yes. Just like, uh, I don't know. It just made me like smile. I I watched it actually because it cracked me up so much. Um, And then the last thing, and this is a little bit of a soapbox. I tend to do this towards the end and not on purpose. Do you guys watch movies with subtitles? I know Ian does. Yeah, I do it. Uh, It depends on the movie. Do you guys notice bad subtitles a lot? What do you mean? What do you mean? I just, this last year, like kind of since COVID started, honestly, I've noticed awful, awful subtitles that change the meaning of things in the movie. And I just picture somebody reading who can't hear the movie and has to read subtitles to understand what's happening. They get a a bad interpretation of certain scenes. This is one example from this movie. This happens in a lot of movies where it totally changes the meaning of a sentence by their bad subtitle. But in this movie, they're talking about Lewis and whether or not he's cheating. And they go, what if Lewis is in love with this person? The mom says that. And the daughter responds. And she's like, I don't think she's in love with him. He's in love with her mom. And the subtitle said, what if Lewis is involved with this person? And then the daughter mm. says, I don't think he's in love with this person, mom. It changes a lot because the mom mm. is revealing stuff about herself when she's mostly worried about not whether or not he's having an affair, but whether or not he's in love with the person he's having an affair with. And you can see the mom comes right. from a different generation where different guys are kind of going to have affairs. The question is, is he going to leave you or is this just a side right. piece? and so it changes things and then the response doesn't make sense if the question is do you think he's involved but she doubts that it's anything serious i wonder if it's it's for um like english english as a second language type of things like you know there's some like the trans Hmm. it's not a direct translation so they have to like um but involved and in love is just like one letter off like it's basically the exact same But I, it's one of my pet peeves. And I kind of want to do like a whole expose on it. Cause I feel like, what if you're watching that movie and you're just like, well, this writing's awful. And you write a review and you're like, the writing's awful. A lot of things didn't make sense. And it was just some guy in right. a cubicle who had to type these all out and just didn't care. So he's like, I don't care. But then some yeah. people rely on those <laughs> to experience the movie. So you're, you're honest. I, I'm going to sit that one out if you end up doing it. I, that's a, a very great observation. I'm I'm curious now too. Especially a movie like this that's heavy on the dialogue. Yeah. What yes. about this? What if you muted a movie mm. and you only did subtitles? Mm. And what if that movie was better with the subtitles? <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> There's a subtitle guy improving things. He's like rewriting yes. as he does the subtitles. <laughs> He's just rewriting the dialogue. They're just rewriting the dialogue. Yeah. Oh, that too. This yeah. character would not say that. 
It is not. This yeah. would be a great movie plot where some like movie yeah. producer is watching his own movies and he's like, "What the heck?" And he's like, "Wait a minute, this is genius. Who's writing the <laughs> subtitles?" It's like, uh, uh, like that liar too. Oh, yeah. wow. But anyway, I just was curious if that's even if everyone's like, "Yeah, subtitles suck." Or if or I'm, I'm going to look. I'm going to pay more attention to it. Yeah, now, now I will too. It. Yeah. And if you yeah. see like screenshot, I need to start saving all the clips, um, but it's hard because you have to do it through the services because they all have their own subtitles. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Usually. Um, do you so I'd okay. have to, like, screen record it? Do you because you can add subtitles from your TV mm-hmm. and then you can do it through the streaming services. Which ones right. do you use? What do you use? Interesting. I always do it through the app. Yeah. So I'm always using the do app you- subtitles. Do you think the wording might be different if you choose TV or the app? If they're if they have two different source files, yes, definitely. There's probably big differences. Yeah. But anyway, that was my last that was my last thought on the movie. I think in in general, um, anything else? Any other scenes or anything you guys wanted to to touch on or at performances? I I really like the scene watching it the second time. It resonated both the first and the second time. When that like pretentious writer, when um, when Eliza was going up to mm. her husband's work, and he and she starts talking to him, and he's and she's like, "What do you think of this poem?" Mm. And then his like response was like, "Their love is so perfect; it's parallel, but it's so perfect oh, that they will never meet." He <laughs> was like, "This is their love. It's so parallel, <laughs> you know." I don't know why, but I thought that was hilarious, but also that, had some meaning to it. That scene made me so uncomfortable because as he's talking, <laughs> he's like, he's inching closer to her too. Like as yeah. he's talking, oh, and maybe he meant her. Yeah. yeah, I think he like he clocked her right when he's she walked funny, in. Yeah. How can you not? Because yeah. again, she's That's gorgeous true. in this movie. But mm. I was just like. I immediately hated the guy. I was like, this guy's no good. Yes. He's garbage. He's a garbage man. Um, and, and in that same scene, he's talking to a guy that's basically talking about picking up girls. And I'm like, that right. guy's better than you. You suck in comparison. Yeah. And they set it up as if he's like the cool guy who's like, uh, this sleaze ball over here. But right. then it turns out the yeah. author is literally mm. just like a horn dog hitting on any hot girl who walks right. into his yeah, room right. he's in. Right, right. Which I thought was the kind of funny because I I thought he was going to be like the sentimental author who's like, you know, yeah, sometimes same. you just need to step back and right. think about things. Right, um, right. In terms of scenes, I really I, I like um the the backseat shot when it's the three of them all kind of scrunched together in the backseat mm-hmm. of the car. That kind of hooked me in. I was like, okay, the I thumbnail, like, exactly yeah. the thumbnail. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I love this. It's a great shot. All the car stuff, I like the way it was shot. I love the quick. car stuff. Also, yeah. I noticed. I was like, oh, this is probably just due to um, it just being an independent film. But there's a couple scenes when Carl is talking to the mom and it cuts back and forth. And the mom's audio almost like it it doesn't cut out, but it almost like sounds like more um, like crunchy or something. It's hard to explain. But I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's just like a, a quirk of being like an independent filmmaker or whatever. But I thought that was funny because I feel like you never really see that in movies. Yeah, I wrote that in 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 my um something similar to that in my review for the movie yeah where like that that time like the audios were never like exact yeah it just like there's always out. something off in one of the scenes but yeah I, but i i like it i really like it. it it adds to the charm maybe not maybe not in in a podcast form sure uh, and like you know around 
episodes. Like an audio yeah. form. Are you calling out my bat? Oh, you no. motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> hey, Andy. But when it comes to movies. <laughs> no. And then you real son fa- of a bitch. <laughs> real fast, there's another scene my where nightmare. the two sisters are um, like just outside smoking a cigarette. Um Ooh, and I love that. Love scene. that scene because yeah. she's like, "So, are you and are you and um, what's his name? What's the husband's name? Lewis? Are you and Lewis thinking about having kids?" And then she's like, "Yeah, like Lewis just said he wasn't ready." And then kind of the realization yeah. kicks in, and you're like, "Oh, yes." Yeah, Doesn't Parker Posey literally say that's not a good sign or something I, like maybe, that? Maybe, yeah, maybe. But just like that shot, though, there's like really cool composition of like them on the left mm-hmm. hand of the shot, and like you have all mm-hmm. like the bas- they're like sitting in a basketball court or something. Yeah, you can you can feel all- the crisp, crisp, yeah, New York air. Cool. Yeah, and like everything's like yeah. kind of grayscale, and they're like all yeah. um, kind of like color popping. Also, uh, jo- Joe uh, Parker Posey's character, just like her outfits and like her green her green eyeliner mm-hmm. or something. I'm like that is that's. Almost two nineties. It hurts. I really enjoyed her in this. Yeah, yeah me too. Awesome. I like her in Waiting for Guffman a lot. It's kind of what I know her most from. Mm-hmm. It was fun seeing her in uh, a more like grounded role. She was really, really she, good. She has probably mm-hmm. one of my most one one of the best scenes in Days Confused. So definitely which one? Where she's like, um, they're kind of doing uh, what is it when the seniors kind of punk on the freshmen? When they're sizzling on the ground. Yeah, but they all have like they're they're hazing them like when they're hazing, hazing all yeah. the freshmen, and then she's like, "All right, you little bitches, let's go!" Like she's just like barking yeah. at them. It's really really great. But yeah, um, yeah, need to watch that again. I'll watch the set. It's an amazing movie. I've seen like once, mm-hmm. and this one I didn't pay like enough attention to. I was gonna, I was just gonna say, yeah, you need a, that. That's a great one. Dazing and Fuse is awesome, but he also made a movie that's kind of like the spiritual sequel to it which came out like a couple years ago and i feel you mm. know what it actually reminds me of this movie and until everybody wants some and i'm like it's kind of like this movie where mm. it came out people loved it but then just no one saw it if if you guys have not seen the movie i would definitely it's it's really i have it everybody wants them yeah like three exclamation points afterward it's directed by richard linkletter um sorry that was my um, recommendation putting it on my watch list as we speak great done I could see the connection to because it reminded me. This reminded me a lot of Slacker, which is another Linklater one. Mm. Um, just that kind of hangout vibe. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also reminded me a lot of Francis Ha in that it's a lot of like um, I only know this because we talked about it so much. But like the French New Wave, very just like being around people and like less acting and more just like trying to be in the scene as much as it's possible. Like slice of way. life movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which were really fun um this this was like um super awesome i don't think i have anything else does anybody else want oh, to go anywhere sorry. else i like the soundtrack please like i didn't actually oh, yeah I didn't, I didn't clock a lot of the artists but it was kind of the um like um uh uh like dance hall almost like like dance hall yeah. music a couple of tracks it was, it, it was great uh, uh, kind of like a Kind of reminding me of like a Woody Allen movie, where just a lot of like sure. jazzy, just yeah, yeah, Boston jumping from yes, yeah, yeah. I couldn't place it, but now that you say Woody Allen, I think it mm. gave me a lot mm. of Woody Allen, just like yeah. people in New York movie mm. vibes, because mm-hmm. there was something it kept peeking to me, like um, yeah. that might have been it. That's a good call. It was like if it was like if Woody Allen wrote a 
or it's a it's a like Seinfeld and Woody Allen wrote a movie mm. together. It was like kind of came out with and shot out it for under a hundred grand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, great soundtrack. It wasn't super. It never like stole the show the way like a Wes Anderson. Movie it wasn't can. overbearing. Yeah, Mm-mm. a very nice complimentary um, mm. vibes for everything. Well, awesome. Ian, I believe that brings us to your corner of uh, of this movie world where you read reviews. I sure do, Caleb. Usually what I've done in the past is I would read one good review and one bad review, but it, it took the fun out of it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the most popular reviews, whether they're good or bad, because they're usually the mm. most fun to read, right? Okay. okay. So this first review is from user named Ely, E-E-L-Y. And they give it four stars and a little heart, which means they liked it. And they say, Hope Davis and thigh-high socks, Parker Posey and green eyeshadow, the perfect movie to watch on Thanksgiving break. I'm in love. Hey, Ely, couldn't agree more. Good. That's good. Well said. Love that one. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know what this review means, but it's all right. Okay, but let me write it. Let me read it. So this is by username Burn, as in David Burn. They give it five stars and a little Whoa. heart, and they say, "An e girl in quotations, Joe, and her podcaster boyfriend, Carl." <laughs> What's an e girl? That's a I didn't understand. Oh, you don't know what an e girl is? No, what is that? It's a internet girl like uh oh e stands for internet it's like a zoomer thing oh sure okay not of our era right this is going to be my last one because it's a long one Uh oh and this is from this is from famous reviewer lucy Hmm. they're they're on all the movies andy every time i look at reviews lucy's is always at the very top and they say do you follow her nobody should okay uh they give this movie four and a half stars and they say this just discovered a moment ago that this was the debut film by the director of Superbad. Superbad! But in case that piece of information deters anyone, just know that I thought this was a great, great little film and way more substantial than any other films I've seen by him so far. Yes, Superbad included. How I love it so. Nothing much to complain about here and a lot to enjoy, but worth noting for me is Parker Posey, who I always love, but have rarely seen play more of a grounded kind of character. She proves time and time again that no matter the role, she's just the best. Also, is Hope Davis the American Julie Delpy or is Julie Delpy the French Hope Davis? Oh, Oh, it doesn't matter. I love them both anyways. (laughs) Thank you, Lucy. What a review. That was good. Um, I like that that one. good. Mm-hmm. And also, I agree. Uh, I want a bad one now, though. Okay. Give me a bad one. You want a bad one? Okay. Yeah. So this one is... Okay, I'm going to read some. Caleb, you can cut any of these out. But this is from username Bitter Truth. They give it half star. And they, <laughs> and they, just, and they just write dog man. <laughs> wow. That's actually... That's funny. I feel like someone that has for a quick review. Usually, when people do half star reviews, sometimes it's just like tongue in cheek, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, They're just trying to, yeah. I'd like okay, to think on. so. Okay, here we go. This is another one. This is by username J Kitten. Also, a fun thing to do is 
for people that give the movies like really low ratings, it's fun to look at their favorite movies and just being like, oh yeah, that's why you didn't like this movie because you love these yes. movies. Um, yes. But anyway, this person says, obnoxious family that incites drama, meanders through New York, inciting drama and invading the secret life of their gasp by a family member. No resolution. I mean, hey, no mm. comment. Hey, log it. No comment from Logan. I definitely think it is supposed to be an ambiguous ending. With yeah. Like whether or not anybody's right or wrong. And so that, I get, yeah, right. I get what they're saying. Like if you want her to get some kind of justice at the right. end, not mm. going to get you there. And that does it for me on review corner, Caleb. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah. And I actually saved your theme song due to do's. So I'm going to use that as oh, a theme perfect. song. That was awesome. And thank you for those reviews. And thank you. Letterbox mm-hmm. community. Yeah, honestly, thank you, Letterboxd community. You guys are a fun bunch to read. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to start visiting old guests and reading their reviews on future episodes. So, Andy, be prepared. Keep that in the back of your mind. I was going to (laughs) say, some people might be like, no, please don't read that. Yeah, well, I'm not going to ask. That's why I just read it. You've public. It's a public space. That's true. You posted it. Honestly, I thought you were going to read mine. I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's read some of Andy's takes. Yeah. (laughs) but i would have been ready okay (laughs) um well this was super fun andy you're our second guest this was awesome i would love to do it again sometime Mm. yeah same i love listening thank you andy and i love being on yeah i'm a fan i you did mention 10 is your goal i hope it goes further than 10 oh thank we're on six already i'm sure it's hard I'm sure like this is like a job, like you got to treat it like a job. But honestly, I I have fun listening. So please don't stop. Andy, can I tell you something? What? Oh, I come no. home. So Alex has a very intense, Alex being my wife for listeners, mm-hmm. um, very intense job. He's a second grade teacher. And mm-hmm. every day she's just completely exhausted, takes work home with her. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, just the day never stops. Yes. She's sitting on the couch. I think she's working on report cards right now. And I just like plop on the couch right next to her and I'm like, Ugh, gotta watch four movies this week. <laughs> like a job. And she looks at me. She's like, excuse me? Like what? she's like, You're you're talking about it like it's a job? Like she's like, having fun? And I'm like, of course I'm having fun. I'm like, it's more like oh, here we go again. Gotta it's watch four movies. <laughs> Well, if you want it to be good, yes, you have to treat it like it's a true. job. That's true. But it's true. I think I think just in juxtaposition from what she was going through in that moment. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Me, yeah. But, but I will yeah. say, uh, I'm a grade A procrastinator. So, oh, yeah, of course, definitely. I watched this movie mm. the day before we talk about it. In reality, where I'm like, okay, I'm going to start the week off by watching this movie first so I can kind of stew on it. That's never how it works. I never I never watched the movie until the very last mm. day, especially the one that we're supposed mm. to talk about. But and then it's fresh, so you know there's a plus on that's both my sides. that's my thinking too. But no, that uh, that's actually super nice of you to say, Andy. Yeah, thank you. But it's super fun, and this was like uh, this was a blast having you. And watching Day Trippers was great. I don't know. Yeah, I, this was like a really fun episode. Yeah, for me. Yeah, me too. I had a great time. Good. Can I say what's been my favorite movie this year that I recommend? Would love to hear that. Um, so, a- actually, for watching this, it was Day Trippers. Oh wow! Because yeah, wow. which is oh, why this was a I, recent movie think, for you. 
Yeah. Oh, this was that. a part of my hundred. This was a part of my hundred. Oh, that's right. You did say that. Okay. Got it. Yes. Yeah. But then I watched Polite Society not too long ago. Mm, it's okay. it's still in the movie theaters. I really recommend it. It's been going around the letterbox community, I should say. It's yeah, it's good. Okay. I, yeah. Please uh if you oh. if you can if you have the time to watch it in the movie theaters, it's one of those where I think it would be just as fun in the theaters. Mm. You know. Cool. I should yeah. check it out. So yeah, that's a 2023 British action comedy drama written and directed by Nita Manzor. By the way, her directorial debut as well. Oh, wow. Watch, listen to that. All right. Well, then to wrap it all up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the da, 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 da. cool. Yeah. So this is my pick. It is circled back to me for our featured movie next week. I think my one pick so far is us. My second pick mm. will be another great movie. Paper Moon. <gasps> Dude. Oh, Caleb, Caleb, I literally What's just up? downloaded this movie to, to watch today. I'm not kidding you. You guys are so aligned. Like, this keeps happening. It's weird. Guys. That's like, we've had like, yeah, that's it's been a little weird, honestly. I've, I've been troubled by it. Is this because of the Peter Bogdanovich interview? with uh that probably put it in my head and i wanted to do something that was like kind of like um early like um funny uh like snarky like yeah bogdanovich and specifically what's up doc Uh and paper moon just kind of remind me of this like 90s indie scene we've been visiting and the bogdanovich interview with noah bombach talking about francis ha that we both watched separately oh my gosh that's so awesome i can't believe it but yeah, and I love it. I just, um, I really enjoy that movie. I, I've been wanting to rewatch it. I haven't seen it. This will be great. Have you seen it, Andy? A uh, long time ago. Cool. Well, yeah. you'll have to listen to the episode next week and tell us what you think. I got a head start because I know about Paper Moon this very second and not a week from now. Wow. Yeah, what a treat yeah. for you. Yeah. We, we should charge this people for good. that kind of this opportunity. good. It's <laughs> good. You're like, I have a secret that you don't know. Dude, you better not leak it before the episode comes out. I won't. I won't. won't. (laughs) Spoilers. Andy, you're Mm. a professional chef. Um, Where can people find you? On Instagram, Komal underscore LA, C O M A L underscore LA. I do pop ups all over Los Angeles. If you're thinking you're going to go on finding things about movies and me, you're wrong. Mm. No movie, anything there. <laughs> this is a special treat. Yeah, this is only something that my close friends know that I enjoy movies. I don't really talk about it anywhere else. Shame on you. <laughs> and where can people find you in Letterboxd? What is my username? I think it's just Andy Zambrano. Yeah, I think that's what it looks like. Yep. Yeah. Your Instagram is beautiful, by the way. I'm looking yeah. at it now. Well, thank you. Um, thank you. Already hungry, and this is killing me. <laughs> so yeah I, I would rather you look at my letterbox than my instagram honestly <laughs> hey people gotta eat right yeah amen man they also gotta watch movies too that's true yeah that's a good point mm-hmm. two of my favorite things mm-hmm. in the world are good food and movies mm-hmm. well this was awesome andy thank you again we will be back next week we'll be talking about paper moon and a bunch of other random movies so mm-hmm. please join us, Ian. 
yeah. another awesome week week six <laughs> keep them coming I, congrats guys thank you so much thank you andy this has been very heartwarming with andy he's been awesome mm-hmm. hey you know what you know what i say mm-hmm. for episode 10 let's bring Go, andy on. oh oops Dude. yeah let's do it he's invited I don't, I'm, I'm down i would love to and that could be the last episode yeah. at that point my drive is all gone no. i've hit my goal <laughs> The big finale. <laughs> We're like a British and I'm podcast. Getting greedy. And I want to. Mm. All right, boys. Let's say cool. it. One, two, three. Go watch a movie. Ready? One, two, three. Go, Go watch, watch a movie. movie, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Awesome.